0: This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Eidell, and today's episode is You Are Not Alone. So it's crazy. If I remember, in early 1990s, maybe mid-1990s, there was a Michael Jackson song somewhere along this topic, right? I distinctly remember Lisa Marie Presley parading around on the stage, and I think one of Michael Jackson's... Sure, it's all buttoned up or maybe slightly unbuttoned up. You know, this was more towards the light-skinned version of Michael Jackson. This was not the dark skin version. What's crazy about it is, at that time as a young man, I had no idea what the song could possibly be about. Like, from the perception that I had of reality at that moment, certainly the only, like, how could you ever be alone? Like, I had parents and I had friends and I had people. And I knew in my spatial recognition of where I was at, I was never really alone. I mean, shoot, even right now, as I look at my life, I drive into the office, I'm around people. I drive home, I'm around my family, so around more people. I go to the boxing gym, I'm around people. Like, I'm always around people. What about yourself? Are there truly times in your life where you have nobody around, where you are just 100% by yourself, not seeing another person on the planet? It's really tough with social media and with the way that communities are built. So I didn't understand how you could ever really be alone until I started to understand how you can be alone. You see, through having access to various testing tools, various things that offer insights into the ways that people's minds actually function, I'm able to draw some comparisons and some some correlations across clients and potential clients. These correlations are much different than I would have ever imagined. You see, there's been people that have taken these tests that range from Men and women that have just graduated college that are entering the workforce, maybe some are even applying for jobs or a job applicant at the moment they take the test, all the way up into Fortune 1000 business owners, everything in between. I've had men inside the Wake Up Warrior movement, men that I have literally bled with on the beaches of Laguna, men that I have continued to work with consistently week over week ever since then until right now. I've had my wife, I've had my friends, I've had... An incredible number of people, more than a thousand now, take these tests. And these tests have started to draw some really unique information to the surface of my mind that I felt compelled to share with you. You see, we all statistically believe that we are alone. And I know we all, is such a broad brushstroke conversation. It's a statement that, how could I even say that? How could I say that we're alone? Well, somewhere deep inside your subconscious, wired in your psyche, hard-rooted in your belief system of who you are, I know statistically upwards of 92% of the people, maybe you yourself as you're listening to this show, at one point or another in the past week felt either alone, like no one understood you. Like no one got where you wanted to arrive to. Like the people in your life didn't support you. Like you didn't have a tribe of people. Like you didn't have people that encouraged you intellectually, that pushed you physically, that were adding value to your life in a moment of a day. I know it with certainty. I say that based off a 1,000-plus people taking a test and allowing me to see some correlational values and then using that cross-sector to go against the grain for what is available in the global sum marketplace. That means basically you listening. I know that because me having this show, when I took the same test and assessment, the most glaring thing that I remember is I was – being read the, the directions on how to read the test the first time. I was literally being instructed on what all these variables meant. After 550, 560 questions, I'm being introduced to what the possibilities are. The most glaring thing on my entire test that I remember, more deeply rooted and impactful than anything else, was a question coming to me, who are your friends? Do you ever, like, who are the people you associate with? And I sat here in the same office. I record 15 Minutes of Freedom. I thought, man, I have hundreds of friends. right? I I communicate with you every day as you're listening. Maybe if you're one of the ones that have went to RyanNidell.com and opted in for the newsletter, I might correspond with you through email every day. Maybe you went over to RyanNidell on Facebook and joined the group that has a live conversation at noon every Monday, I've got you as a friend. I have all these people, right? Just like you. Like we have people. We're always surrounded by people. How could we ever feel alone? It made no sense to me. Then what started to make sense to me was, as we dove deeper down this rabbit hole of understanding what it really means to feel heard, To feel validated to know that we need a tribe of like minded individuals that are focused on our betterment at the same, if not higher, capacity than we are focused on that. But that's not simply enough. We need comparable intellect. We need comparable hierarchy of needs. We need complementary scores and some key indicators. And when you find a person or two like that inside of your tribe, or create a tribe around those people, magic starts to happen. Literally, the world starts to either spin slower or faster, depending on how you want to look at it. And it so happened, one of the gentlemen that brought me into this evolution of what was possible is a man named Bryce Prescott. If you do not know Bryce, I encourage you to follow him right now on social media. Go and find him on iTunes. He also has an incredibly impactful podcast, which is The Rules of Success. See, Bryce was actually one of the first guests on my show way prior to me taking the test, prior to me ever meeting him face-to-face, prior to us ever establishing a friendship. But Bryce comes into my life and eventually shares with me this test, this assessment, this way of thinking. And it come to find out, him and I have very comparable ways our brains work. That although he seems incredibly connected, although it looks like on paper he has hundreds if not thousands of friends, he too feels alone. And the suggestion gets made at that moment for him and I to have a meaningful and impactful conversation about how we can mature a friendship in a healthy manner that doesn't require feedback. right? Neither one of us have an agenda. We just generally want to talk to one another. Over the past three and a half to four months, it's been one of the most pivotal and impactful changes I've made in my daily life. When I get in the car and I leave work, I pick up the phone more times than not and I call Bryce now. I call him just to catch up. I call him to share what went on in my day, look for wins from his day, look for wins from my day, and also download the shit. Because although this is a wonderful life to live and I'm incredibly blessed to get to share my experiences with you and also add value to your life on a daily basis, there are certainly some days where it feels like I got kicked in the balls. The cameras in the studio don't work the right way. We can't get the mic to work the right way. I didn't handle clients as well as I would have liked to. I didn't get to check off four things on my checklist for the day. Our dog's dying of cancer. My wife doesn't feel good. I'm not spending enough time with Our daughter, my gym performance sucked. I'm not getting the sponsorships. Like The list goes on and on of things that become weightful, weighted. My shoulders feel like they're carrying a 1,000 pounds most days as I leave the office. Does that sound familiar to you? How do you feel when you walk to your car after you leave your place of work? And then what do you do about that? Do you act like it doesn't exist? That's what I used to do. I actually used to call my wife. and when I would call my wife on the way home and I would download to her the same way I was downloading or am now downloading to Bryce, what had happened was she was receiving it, right? She's my wife, she's my support, she's my rock. She's supposed to and loves to hear from me. But unfortunately, we have some things, in my opinion, genetically coded into our DNA. And women like a strong and supportive man, one that's leading the charge every day. And although I encourage my clients and myself and my family to understand emotions, process emotions, find power in production emotions, as I was talking to Lindsay, my wife, about the negative things that went on my day, and she's now educating, consoling, and coaching me on what to do, there's a change in the evolution of our relationship. And sexually, our chemistry is not at the peak that it used to be prior to now I share all that because I have a feeling as I speak that out loud you might be doing the same thing right now I actually know there's a high probability that you are you men or you more specifically men as you leave the office you call your wife to check in maybe ask for what's dinner what can you pick up on the way home what's the plan and then you end up sharing what went wrong that day and all she wants to do is make you feel better and that's fine to do don't hide things from your wife, but also don't allow that to upset that natural hierarchy of men versus women. And I can't say versus, right? We're not in competition. We just are wired our own ways, and science proves certain things. Women, I would love to hear from you if you don't believe what I'm saying is true or you find it to be actually the polar opposite of what you believe. I would love for you to email me at ryan at lifeoptimizationgroup.com and share with me your thoughts. Because I believe as a man, if I show up at home, if I'm present, if I'm active, if I show you love, honor, appreciation, if I touch you, if I kiss you, I tell you that I love you, I lead you from the front, and I also have a certain aura around me of confidence, security, and production, you are more sexually attracted than if I do the opposite. None of this happens when you start downloading your stuff. And so in walks Bryce, because I have felt like I'm alone for longer than I can remember, probably since March 3rd or 4th, last year when my best friend Miles died. I didn't have a tribe. I had plenty of people. I mean, shit, I had 32 to 34 hours a week of phone calls. I had people I talked to all day long. I didn't have people I could just talk to. And so Bryce steps in, and what happened since then? business increases tenfold. My health increases. The sexual relationship with my wife increases. My love and connection with her increases. Bryce and I's relationship gets tighter and there's a kindred bond, of friendship of two people wanting to see each other succeed. I then find Bryce and I move and keep going down this path and find another gentleman that has an incredible comparable set of test scores to what I have, a guy named Cody Jefferson. Cody Jefferson and I do much the same. We have a time every week where we talk for at least an hour and a half. It's on Thursdays from 2 until 3.30. We catch up. We talk business. We talk family. We check in with each other throughout the week. It's not quite the same way that Bryce and I communicate. It's our own way of communication. And through that own way of communication, we've decided to co-launch and co-sponsor a podcast that's coming out very, very soon soon, called The Preacher and The Pander." Because Cody, if you have listened to this show for quite some time, was also a guest who used to be a pastor. It's incredible what happens when you start owning the fact that you're actually feeling a certain way. The facts of life is according to this sheet of paper, this test, this assessment, are the fact that I had convinced myself that I was alone. No different than I know that you feel. What becomes impactful and makes me slightly different is I took the assessment and I did something about it. I found two men that I can pick up the phone, talk to, share with, look for feedback and counsel, offer that back in response, and only truly want the absolute best for both of them. If they both make $10 million next month and I lose every dollar that I have, I am not salty, upset, or frustrated with them. You know why? Because I'm not alone. And because I know my day will come. Because there's always a next day. And I know I'm supposed to connect with them and stay connected to them. And I shouldn't breed any sort of animosity if someone has more success than I do. Certainly not one of my friends who I generally want to see succeed. And all this comes full circle into the fact of taking stock of the fact of I used to feel alone all the time. And the people that have taken this assessment, I can show you statistically, they too feel alone. So I know that you, at times, feel alone. What's ironic by that statement, if a majority of some group of people feels a certain way, the majority then could not be alone by the nature of what that word means. So you feeling alone should find some sort of additional value and benefit in your life knowing that you are the majority. You're not alone. You're not alone in the way that you feel. What becomes most impactful is now doing something about it. Reach out and have a little vulnerability. Find someone to just own the fact of like, look, I'd like to start to establish a relationship where we don't need or want anything from each other other than conversation. And see how it goes. There's that internal fear when we say that out loud, like, well, what if I'm judged? I get it. Who cares? If you're judged by the person you open, in, open up to and confide in, they're obviously not the right person for you to be friends with. There's another path to go down. Because what happens when you start pouring into your cup from yourself internally, not seeking external validation, but pouring in because you know there's a way to live that's better than the way you're living now, life changes, production increases. I like to use this metaphor, and it might be not the best one, but imagine you had four to six beakers of water on a table. One is completely bone dry. We'll call that one the one how you feel of loneliness. right? You don't have friends, so it's empty. And all the rest are about mid-level filled up. When you pour water into the one that's empty, eventually you start to see like, man, it's not that hard to get all these to rise. But when you focus only on the one that's empty, you can't even perceive how it could be possible. But if you're listening to this show or you're watching this on Facebook, our entire progress in life is predicated upon our ability to pursue our goals. And if you're listening to this show it's because you want relentless pursuit of something more than you have now. I might be an eloquent speaker and I might have entertaining stories, but you're certainly not listening to 15 Minutes of Freedom because of my voice. You listen to it because you know there's a part of you that wants something more than you have right now. I'll challenge you to consider the fact that there's a healthy probability that what you need most is right in front of you and that's connection to human beings. That's vulnerability and connection to people that are like-minded that will help you propel your career or your life or your psychology or your spirituality into a place that's higher than you currently can experience, a reality greater than your perception. And when you do that, when you find those people and you integrate it, you'll find out that inside of your body, you perform at a higher level, right? It's easier to eat clean foods when you don't have that internal battle going on with your hormones well your hormones come because you're stressed you're stressed because you don't have an outlet so your cortisol response increases so men you get those little love handles on the side your sex drive goes down you might get some man boobs you start losing your hair there's this trickle-down effect that happens from something as simple as not having other men to confide in what about inside in relationships we've already discussed it. this has happened in my life The sexual intimacy with my wife and I started decreasing based off the fact that I literally didn't have a tribe to associate with. Think about you right now in your marriage if you are listening and you are married and you are not having sex like you once were when you first started dating. There's a way to have that happen and happen authentically. There's a way to have that happen that you deserve to have happen and so does your partner. It doesn't start by going to relationship counseling for most people. It doesn't start by rubbing your wife's feet. It doesn't start by buying her flowers. It starts by taking care of your damn self. And same thing inside a business. We think so often the answer to our business problems are more marketing, more sales, more automation, more systems, more processes. I will almost guarantee your business is not what's broken, you are what's broken. Your inability to have the capability to process through your emotions outside of the four walls of the confines of your office are limiting your ability to show up and actually produce. That's an incredibly fancy way for saying, you need friends. So go find them. And when you find friends and you pour into them that are like-minded, they encourage you to be better than you are today, you'll find out every day after you're able to get shit done.